Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by the one and only Maddie D. Greetings, Kieran. Now shut up. <laughs> and one day, everything will be owned by one corporation. Yeah, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you think that while watching the movie? <laughs> I did. I was like, oh my God, they called it. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is. And what we're prediction. here. Well, usually what we do on this show is we look at a whole bunch of upcoming movies and all the promotional material that surrounds those movies. And we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. But we're taking a break from that this week because we realized the year's almost done. We're in September. <laughs> You know, we've only got a three or four months left in the year and we realise, oh, we haven't even done a, a special episode at this stage. Usually we do like three or yeah. four a year. We haven't done one. And we've been teasing doing this one for a while now. For at least a couple of months, we've been talking about doing this on the show. So we thought, why the hell not? Let's just do it. We're overdue for a special episode anyway. So this week, we're doing a potential sequel to the cult film, Small Soldiers. Yes. Small and we soldiers. could not be more excited. <laughs> no. So since we're not talking movies this week, I think it's just important to point out as well, if you want to put one of our previous plot predictions to the test, you currently can, because in cinemas right now is Expendables 4. Hooray. Very similar theme to this movie, I suppose, that we're here to talk uh, about today. In, in the sense that there's military aspects. It's an action movie. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Why not? Well, it's night and day. <laughs> anyway, so if, you, if you're keen to see Expendables 4, you can run out and see that and listen to our episode afterwards if you haven't listened to it already and see how close we got. I'm excited. Matty D's not. I, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. I don't even remember what we said was going to happen in that movie. I can't remember either. <laughs> we I only did it a month ago. And I've already forgotten. I can't remember what we said. I can't remember who's in the movie. I can't remember what it's about. Did we do that one together? Yeah, we did. Okay. All right. All I remember was Jason Statham was in it. I, I just remember us trying to write a better Expendables movie. Yeah, All that's right. That. That's right. We were like, oh, what if uh, Dave Bautista was in it or <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson was in it? John Cena. And we're like, why isn't Wesley Snipes in this movie? Why isn't Ronda Rousey in this movie? Because <laughs> all I'm remembering is the third movie. I can't remember anything about the fourth movie. I know I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. you know, I just don't remember any details about the trailers we watched. Oh, wait, I don't think I watched the trailers. Maybe that was it. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to a movie that we are excited to talk about, Small Soldiers. So if you're not familiar with Small Soldiers, it came out in 1998 and it was directed by Joe Dante. Are you familiar with Joe Dante, Matty D? Uh, yes, he did He did a few things. Yeah, he did. But uh, what, what A did lot he... of stuff makes sense as well. So his first movie, one of his first big movies was Piranha. Yeah. And do you remember who did the special effects in Piranha? No, who did them? It was James Cameron. Yes. One of his first yes, movies. Yes, yes, yes. And then look at him now. Look at that. Probably the world's most uh, leading industry man when it comes to special effects, especially if you look at the Avatar mm. movies, as much as that's maligned in this room, <laughs> or maligned in this room. This guy did Gremlins, right? Yeah, that's right. He did Gremlins 1 and Gremlins 2, two very special effects heavy movies. Of course, you can imagine that. He also did Explorers, if you remember that movie. No, I never About the saw kids that. who build a rocket ship and go into space and meet aliens. Oh, actually, I think that's just unlocked a memory for me. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those movies you saw it back in the 90s yeah. that you just forget about. Yeah, and he also did The Howling, that werewolf movie. Again, another very special effects heavy movie. Okay. So, great career here. And then he also did Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> but uh, we could ignore that. <laughs> oh, well, you know. So, Small Soldiers. Made him a lot of money, I'm sure. Yes, he made a lot of money over the years. So, Small Soldiers, we're here to talk about that today, a potential sequel to Small Soldiers. There may be people out there who have never heard of or seen Small Soldiers. Would you care to explain it in a couple of sentences? Yeah, look, I think the best way to explain it is it's kind of like Toy Story, if the yeah. toys were- Came out three years after Toy Story. Violent. Yeah. yeah. And also- Don't call they, it violence, call it they, action. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> if, they, if they spoke to the kids as well. So, it's about, it, yeah. it's about them putting these uh, advanced microchips into these toys. The toys come to life and are kind of sentient, and they go to war with the other toys and the humans. And There you go. Shenanigans. So, there's two factions of toys. There's the Gorgonites and the- Commando, Commando Elite. Elite. And uh, they basically go to war with each other in the toy room. Yeah. That's all you really need to know. So, the film was originally made for a teenage slash young adult audience, would you believe? And the studio decided that they wanted to market the movie at children. So, they had to cut out a lot of the violence, sorry, a lot of the action <laughs> at the last minute. But the director, Joe Dante, said, uh, it, it's actually kind of obvious that we weren't marketing this movie at children. Yeah. It was definitely marketed to me as a child. We'll get into it in a second. <laughs> now, I don't know if you know this, Maddie D, but the movie was not well received by critics and audiences. Yeah, Nobody it liked it. It, it was, it was really absolutely bad. panned. Yeah, that's right. And it only made $87 million at the box office. Mm. So, the studio was planning to, like, they, they saw, like, a whole franchise coming out of this movie. But then as soon as they got that $80 million worldwide box office check, they were like... <sighs> 
Perhaps not. And it had a $40 million budget. So, you know, it, it made its money back, but it didn't do what they wanted it to do. Just for reference, uh, let's see, it was 1998. Movies were making something like $300 million at the box office if they were doing well. So, $80 million versus $300 million, It's night and day, which is more successful. Mm. And I think they really did expect this one to be a winner. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's how it felt with all the promotional material that was Let's out not there. forget the whole marketing behind mm. it as well, the merchandising mm. behind it as well. We'll talk about it right now, because what is your history, Matty D, with Small Soldiers? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, where do I begin? So, Small Soldiers came out. I never saw it. I heard it was like really? a, little, a little violent. Yes. Uh, and then I was no, a little away. Action. A little action-y, yeah. And then I, uh, I was away on holiday, and- Small Soldiers was playing on a TV. Okay. My dad was watching it or my parents were watching it. And I was sort of in bed in the same room as this hotel. And I was like, <laughs> okay. just kind of like watching the TV as I was like going to sleep. So I'd watched, I saw, and then I got really into it. So I watched pretty much the whole thing. But what I I'm would just s- imagining your parents are like, go to sleep, Matthew. <laughs> While we watch Small Soldiers. <laughs> How mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but what was my real introduction into this sort of movie, this world? Was I played a game called uh, Small Soldiers Squad Commander? Oh, was think- that on the PC? Y- yes. Yeah, I remember that game. And I loved that game. So that was sort of like a, a ripoff of Red Alert, like Command yeah. and Conquer Red Alert. Yeah. Basically, where you have control of the, the Commando Elite, and you basically like click and drag to select them and then tell them who to go and kill. Yeah. So it was made by DreamWorks Interactive, mm-hmm. who also made a Jurassic Park uh, Chaos Island game the same year. So it was okay. based on Jurassic Park 2. And I used to love that game. And this Small Soldiers game was identical. It yeah. was the exact same game. And they even okay. got some of the original voice actors to come in. So, Tommy Lee they Jones. They had Tommy Lee Jones in it. They had Tommy Lee Jones voicing uh, Major Chip Hazard yeah. in the video game. Because leading up to the show, I, I like watched some YouTube videos of the game and saying, like, oh, yeah. what, what, what is this game like? I vaguely remember it. And I was like, oh, my God, it's still cool. And then I heard his voice. And I was yeah. like, he's voicing this? This is insane. None of the other Commando Elite were <laughs> there. They were just generic you know, voice acting voices. Yeah, they were too good for the, for the video game. But old Tommy Lee. Yeah. I think they signed a contract because the uh, Jurassic Park game that I mentioned had Jeff Goldblum in it. It had whoever played Eddie. It had, uh, what's his name? Nick. Who was Nick in Jurassic Park 2? I don't know. Vince Vaughn. It had Vince Vaughn in it. Had all of the cast in it. I was just like, this is incredible. (laughs) And what's funny is at the end of the game, Ian, um, we're not even talking about Small Soldiers anymore, but we're talking about Jurassic Park. At the end of the game, Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum, comes in and scolds you for finishing the game. He's like, what are you doing? Go outside. Get the stink blown (laughs) off you. (laughs) He Ferris Bueller's you. I hope that when you finish Small Soldiers, the PC game Small Soldiers, like Tommy Lee Jones comes in and is like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? (laughs) I'm going to kick your ass across every hen house, farmhouse, and outhouse. That would be cool. Uh, Unfortunately, it doesn't happen because uh, your boy finished the game. There you go. Day finished the game. He completed it. He conquered it. But when I played the game, I loved it. And I kind of got into all the characters and I sort of became really obsessed for a period of time of just like the commandos and knowing all the commandos. Because when you click on the characters in the game, they'll say their name. They'll be like, Brick Bazooka, reporting for duty, sir. Exactly, exactly. And all the the Gorgonites. And I sort of, I became really- I am Archer, Emissary of the Gorgonites. (laughs) Yes. And I actually liked it so much that I I wrote my own sequel. Really? which is funny. Wow, this episode's going to be really easy then. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was and I was a bit of a fan of the Small Soldiers. Yeah, I think that's my history in a nutshell. And let's go up to today. Oh, well, today, I mean, I, I sort of, you know, fell out of it for a while and- You just didn't think about it, right? Didn't think about it, no, like, It's one really. of those movies like, oh, you watched it a lot as a <laughs> child and then just don't think about it as a teenager slash yeah. adult. And, uh, and I watched the movie for this show and I was like, oh my God, I forgot how good this is. Yeah. I had a great time watching it again. Yeah. Well, my history is very similar to you. So, there were ads when I was growing up, you know, I used to watch cartoons in the morning like most children. You know, there'd be Saturday cartoons in the morning. There'd be weekly cartoons in the morning. A little bit of Dragon Ball Z, a little bit of SpongeBob, a little bit of whatever was going on at the time. And then in between in the ad breaks, they'd be showing, like, they'd be marketing the hell out of Small Soldiers. So, we'd be seeing, like, ads for Small Soldiers action figures, which I really wanted a Major Chip Hazard toy. I was basically Tommy from the movie. I was just like, I want this one. I want Major Chip Hazard. He's the coolest. (laughs) And they were showing ads for the movie, and I'm like, I've got to go see that movie. And so, of course, as soon as it was on the screen, as soon as it was in cinemas, I went and saw it. And what's funny is I kind of came out of the cinema kind of a little bit disappointed. So, I had, like, the, the, the Commando Elite bed sheets at home, and I had Major Chip <laughs> Hazard pajamas as well, yeah. all before the movie came out because I was so into the small soldiers. But, like, I went into the movie so hyped, and I came out like, oh, and why was I bummed? Why? They made Major Chip Hazard the bad guy. I wanted him to be the good guy in the movie. And I was really bummed. I'm like, I don't want Archer to be the good guy. (laughs) 
Screw Archer. Archer and the Gorgonites are lame. I want Brick Bazooka to be it's the hero. The loser Archer guy. Yeah, that's how I was. Looks it's- like the dragon from the never-ending story. So I was really bummed that they made the Commando Elite the bad guy. So I totally missed the point of the movie. <laughs> you did. And then so I was just like, small soldier sucks. You wanted the movie they were making in the movie. That's like, right. The story of the go- like the Commandos versus the Gorgonites. the Gorgonites. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then I just forgot about the movie for ages. And then just randomly out of the blue, I remembered the movie. I think Joe Dante mentioned it in a podcast or something. And I was just like, oh, that's right. I forgot about that movie. And I put it on expecting to be like, oh, the special effects in this movie are going to be so shit. And I'm going to laugh at how like lame it is. And then I ended up really enjoying the movie. I'm like, holy shit, this movie's awesome. And it just became a movie that I put on all the time. Like, I'll have a few drinks. I'll be home and I'll be like, oh, let's just put on Small Soldiers again. <laughs> and I have a great time every time I watch it. So it's nostalgic and it's cool at the same time for me. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies as well as I don't know how if you're watching it for the first time it will go for you because we have a lot of nostalgia for it but the thing is it's a really impressive movie at the same time yeah so i don't know how it was for you manny d but they do this combination of cgi and puppets throughout the movie and for the most part i'd say 90 percent of the time it looks pretty good like there's a few close-up cgi shots that look a bit toy story it's very obvious but but uh i've got to say like it looks better than most movies today look (laughs) like i'm looking at the flash i'm looking at a lot of modern marvel movies i'm looking at she hulk i'm like this looks better than what they're doing now and it had half well a third of the budget that those properties have yeah and none of the resources that they would have had exactly it's damn impressive for a movie of its time mm. but we're we're talking like a big special effects director he's like yes. did gremlins did uh, piranha and they were expecting it to be yeah a massive really hit as well yeah. but they only put 40 million dollars in we're looking at like mm. uh what was it ant-man and the wasp quantumania had 200 million dollars and special effects nowhere near as good <laughs> i think it all has to do with like the lighting they had the lighting just right on the little soldiers on the gorgonites and the commandos so they look pretty realistic and the fact that like they had the herky-jerky movements of like robotic it, it toys works. as well it works really well yeah I, I was watching that as well, and I was like, okay, th- th- they're kind of unnatural, but they can be, because they're toys. Yeah, they're supposed to be. Like, their their mouth movements are unnatural, but yeah. they're supposed to be, yeah. and it looks really good. So, they do a really good job of recreating the puppets with CGI. It sort of works in, like, a Jurassic Park way. I'd say it's dated even better than Jurassic Park, because I look at the daylight scenes in Jurassic Park, and I'm like, hmm, yeah. looks a bit dodgy. But yeah. the daylight scenes in uh, Small Soldiers, pretty good. I mean, most of the movie takes place overnight, but still, the toys are always well lit. You can see them really well. And I think the only time the CGI works in Jurassic Park is when it's dark. <laughs> and they use puppets as well, like in, in Jurassic Park. They and, use- and the puppets look great in Jurassic Park. That's right. Absolutely. I think the dinosaurs work better when they are puppets versus the CGI. Yeah. I'm thinking about the raptors bouncing around in the dark kitchen. That's a pretty impressive scene, yeah. but you know, the, the seams are there. And I'm not saying that Small Soldiers doesn't have the seams either, but it's it was a couple of years later, so it had a bit more time to refine the effects. I think it was the same company, wasn't it? Industrial Light and Magic who did the special effects. I could be wrong. Anyway, let's get into talking about our Small Soldiers oh, sequel. Can I add one more thing I forgot to mention? You on certainly may. Just because I think you'll appreciate this. When I went to university, I worked for somebody who- uh, prior to me working with them, they uh, they worked at a movie cinema and okay. actually took like posters and things from the movie cinema and okay, had yeah. all the cardboard cutouts of wow. the life size, like not life size, but the big small soldiers sort of cutouts. Yep, and brought them in for a party we had, like at, like at a party she hosted. That's awesome. <laughs> they were like these huge like cutouts. I was thinking that when I was I'm imagining it. like she's coming into the room holding the major chip hazard. <laughs> cardboard cutout and you like yeah. recoil in yeah, horror yeah, yeah, just yeah. like the scene in the yeah. movie and she's walking like towards the camera or, or you and then you know, remember they did that shot in the movie like the cardboard cutout yes. of major chip hazard originally he was holding up a gun but uh too actiony that was too actiony for the audience so they just made it so he's just holding up his hand with nothing in it which <laughs> looks strange so it looks like he's sort of pointing he's an idiot yeah <laughs> We should talk about that since we're not really going to delve into the actual movie in much detail. What did you think of the violence slash action? I was surprised, uh, actually. It was a lot more violent than I remembered it being and probably a lot more violent than it needed to be for the audience it was targeted towards. Absolutely. So, I totally get why there was such backlash. There wasn't a lot of backlash towards the the violence slash action. No? That's a line in the movie, by the way, that we keep referencing. (laughs) That Literally, they filmed that scene, by the way, after they found out that they were marking the movie at Kids. So, that scene with Dennis Leary talking to the two toy developers is totally tongue-in-cheek, where the two toy developers, when uh, Dennis Leary's explaining, like, oh, I want them to be actually able to fight each other and learn and play with the kids rather than just having it in the commercial only. I want them to actually be able to punch out the box and- 
uh, David Cross's character is like, don't you think that's a little bit violent? He's like, don't call it violence, call it action. <laughs> and that's literally like how the studio was marketing the movie to Joe Dante at the time. He was just like, yeah, we want you to take this really violent movie that's aimed at teens and young adults and then turn it into a kid's movie. And he's just like, but we've already filmed 90% of it. We can't make it a kid's movie now. And they're like, don't call it violence, call it action. It's an action movie. Well, there you go. But the main character is like maybe 15 years old. He's getting like shot and stabbed through most of the movie. Yeah, like he's getting like, they've got razor blades, some of them. It's yeah. crazy. And like the Commando Elite, for some reason, have like saw blades taped to their arms most of the time. And let's not even get started on the Gwendy dolls. Oh, God. They're like nightmare fuel. Yeah, exactly. Did you know who voiced the Gwendy dolls, by the way? No. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Christina Ritchie voiced all the Gwendy dolls. Oh, really? So, Wednesday Adams and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Speaking of actors, there's been an actor that's appeared on our show, as in predictions that we've done or movies that we've covered here, that was in this movie. Oh, yeah? Who was that? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He was not in this movie. He was. Who was he? They were watching wrestling on TV and The Rock's oh, okay. on the TV. I was wow, like, that's, that's a, him. That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, I guess there you go. So, let's get into talking about a Small Soldiers sequel. Yes. For the first time ever doing a special episode, Maddie D and I have decided to team up to come up with a plot together. So, we're actually going to combine our efforts for this one. I can't believe we've never thought to do this with a special episode before. Yeah, I don't know why either. So, the whole reason we decided to do a plot together in the first place is because we thought if we did separate plots, there's a 90% chance that we're just going to come in with the exact same plot. Yeah. And it's not going to make for an interesting episode. So, we're like, we're both big fans of this movie. Why don't we come in and work on it together and then we'll just come up with one really solid plot. And yeah, then let's just see the magic unfold because if you think about a lot of the other movies that we've covered in special episodes, you can just basically go in any direction with a sequel or a remake or a reboot. Mm. But like I said, in a sequel for Small Very Soldiers, limited. you're limited. So, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of the same ideas. Mm. Yeah, and I think also we can't really. Well, we've not been able to contain our excitement and giddiness. So yes. I think it just we just needed to do this together. I absolutely, think. It, might, absolutely. it might work. We might do it again in the future. It might be terrible. We'll see. We were doing this off air anyway. <laughs> we were just talking about small soldiers, and then we just were like, "Stop, stop, stop! We got to do this in a podcast <laughs> episode one day." <laughs> two men, two thirty-year-old men in the bar, just talking about small soldiers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in 2014, there actually was a planned remake called Toy Mageddon that went into development. Mm. Featuring a full-scale war in a toy factory, if you can imagine that. That'd be awesome. But the project was cancelled in 2019 when Disney acquired 20th Century Fox. Oh, damn. So, at the start of the episode, you made a joke saying, like, oh, the whole world is going to be owned by one corporation. So, ironically, the, the company 20th Century Fox, who made Small Soldiers, was absorbed by Disney, and now Disney owns Small Soldiers. <laughs> and, of course, Disney's like, fuck that. That's too good. We can't have that. Yeah, but they can't put it on Disney+. Plus. No. You still have to buy it. Yeah, yeah. I rented it, too. I should get it on DVD. I watch it all the time. So, I should just get it on DVD. And if you go on YouTube, there actually is a fan film called Small Soldiers War for the Necron, oh. which is sort of like a pseudo sequel in a way. They've got completely new characters. Right. So, they have the Necronites versus the Space Elite, as opposed to the Gorgonites versus the Commando Elite. Mm. So, it's more space themed and they're more sort of modern looking toys. Very impressive looking CGI, I've got to say. Like, they do a good job making it look realistic. But it doesn't have the same charm as the original does. And like I said, I think it's a concept that they're developing for a video game. Yeah, because there's a video game similar to that, right? Where you play as a toy and you're in the sort of shop. Yeah, there was a PlayStation 2 game, I believe, that was that. Actually, no, no. It was later than than PlayStation 2. Well, there hasn't been a Small Soldiers related thing since... 1998. Are you thinking about the, like, the Toy Soldiers game? Yeah, it's it's not related to Small Soldiers, but it's a game where you play as an action. Like the Army Men game? Yeah. You know Uh, those ones? I I know the ones you're talking about, yeah. Or you think of it completely? I'm thinking of something completely different. Oh, whatever. But yeah, so you you were saying how this uh, this sort of movie that was made for for the video game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good? It came out two months ago. Uh, It was interesting, but I wouldn't say it was good. It's interesting to see, like, a modern take on Small Soldiers, but, yeah, it just, you know, there was no major chip hazard, so I was disappointed. <laughs> That's <laughs> your no, thing. There was no punch it and scratch it, so oh, okay. I was disappointed. All right, so our our sequel will need to have a lot of major chip hazard is what I'm Absolutely. hearing. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no point doing it if there's no major chip hazard. I mean, and he ha- was awesome. Given the fact that he was blown up in the previous movie, we're going to have to work really hard on how to work in this character. But I have an idea. I have an Best idea. Best performance he gave since Two-Face. No, well... <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I like Tommy Lee Jones. He's great. It was after Two Face, wasn't it? Was it? Or was it before Two Face? Maybe it was the same time. time. Well, that was ninety five, wasn't it? Batman Forever, right? Maybe that yeah. was ninety five. Yeah, yeah. So it was after Two Face. 
I'd say the best performance he's had since The Fugitive. <laughs> His Academy Award winning role. Yeah. How come he wasn't up for an Academy Award for Major Chip Hazard? That's uh, what I want to know. Academy hates voice actors. Well, nobody liked the movie, so <laughs> that's why. So, let's get into our sequel. Now, I think it would be sensible straight away to just sort of pitch our our concepts, like the first concepts that came to our mind, mm. and then just sort of uh, go with the best one. So, what were you thinking, Matty D? Just high, high sort of concept. Yes. Broadly speaking, what was your idea for a Small Soldier sequel? Okay, so I'm going to throw you a few I want it like a one-sentence pitch. one-sentence pitch, because yep. i got a few things that I want to throw at you. Yeah, well, you can put in details as we go. Okay, so obviously where we left off in the movie, they're gone to Gorgon, where all that we think that they go to Gorgon. The Gorgonites. The so Gorgonites. they end up in a, in a boat in the middle of uh, Yosemite National Park, yes. which I've been to in real life, by the way. Oh, nice. So, when I went there, I was just You're like- looking for Gorgon? I was like, this is where the Gorgons ended up in uh, Small <laughs> Soldiers. Because uh, this is Gorgon, <laughs> and I was also looking for uh, Yogi Bear. Yeah, did you find him? And I did find him, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no. So the story behind that: so you my mum, picnic basket. My mum and my younger brother were just strolling through Yosemite National Park towards that big rock. I can't remember what it's called. It's got a specific name. It's like a big white rock. You see it at the end of the movie. Uh huh. It's in the background. It has a specific name, but it's been more than Gorgon. Fifteen years. I can't remember the name of the big rock. Yeah, it's Gorgon. <laughs> Gorgon Rock. So, we're just strolling towards it. And then we just see this guy sprinting in our direction. Like, he comes around the corner. He's sprinting towards us. And I was just like, oh, this guy's just going for a jog. And then as he no. goes past, he's like, there's a bear coming. And then I was just like, oh, bear, cool. And I'm standing there waiting for the bear to come around the corner. And I turn around and my mum and my younger brother are like with the man just sprinting. In the <laughs> they other left direction. you there? Yeah, they're just sprinting in the other direction. I'm like, he's oh, shit. I better, I better go after them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're waiting for the bear? <laughs> And then it comes around the, the corner and goes, hey, boo-boo, <laughs> I see you have a picnic basket. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. yeah so, the, the Gorgonites have gone to Gorgon. Yeah, yeah. So, it'd be good to say- Well, Yosemite National Park. Where, yeah, yeah where, where that where that sort of takes place. But I just want to throw a few- of So, we know that they're still out there because their batteries are never going to run dry because exactly. they have like a special battery. And we know that they're using the chips or they're, they're shipping out Commando Elite toys to- Central America. Yes. So they are for military purposes. Yeah. Exactly. So we can have the commandos come back and face off the the Gorgonites again. And I think it it makes sense too, since a lot of the characters have, you know, gotten older and it's going to be a nostalgic piece. You could, you know, it could take place many years after the events of the the first movie. But some of my ideas was like, okay, well, something needs to get the Gorgonites into the fold. So, you know, simple thing could be the commandos coming back. Now they need to stop the commandos. The commandos go after the family, you know, as a revenge, or the commandos go after the Gorgonites. After a really long time, what were they doing? It takes them a long time to get there, you know, or they forgot about it and then they- Well, they wouldn't remember. But that's the thing. The commander elite wouldn't exactly. remember because all of them were killed exactly. during the battle. All of them were destroyed during the battle, so they would have no memory. And they might stumble upon some files or something, some like data or a computer somewhere, and it's just like, oh, there was this war that happened, and the commandos think it was a war that they need to fight again to sort of redeem their honor or something like that. But then I thought what could be interesting, and I'm going to pitch this to you, is what if it was a case of there's a new threat and the Gorgonites have to use the Commando Elite and work together against That's a an new idea. threat, a new branch of toys that are, uh, you know, a bigger danger. And That's then a that idea. burst open all these ideas that I had because you could do, you know, toys of other properties, movies like doing that. Maybe Small Soldiers versus the Toy Story characters. That would be badass. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, you know, you could kind of- Let's do keep it strictly in the Small Soldiers yeah. universe because yeah. we're going to get too complicated otherwise. But you could fit in like a, a brand new sort of toy- what that could be, dinosaurs, who knows? Like, or it could, you know, other properties or whatever. And then the then the Gorgonites and Commandos join together to reluctantly join together to stop this new force. So those were the ideas I had going. Okay, in. what about yourself? What's funny is we could even tie because you've got a lot of similar ideas to me already. We could even tie a lot of your ideas into my ideas mm. and have a really good concept because my first initial concept before I even went into this episode, my initial concept was these are limited edition toys, right? So they never hit the market. And they were advertised the hell out of within the world of the movie and they were going to be the next big property. They never actually hit the market. There was only one release made of them. There was only one like line made. So, they would be a massive collector's item. So, what if the movie was about a toy collector who's trying really hard to like hunt down these almost impossible to find toys? He ends up with a set of six uh, Commando Elite toys. And then because he's basically getting them out of of storage and Mm -hmm. then- putting them in his, like, little nerd display. Yeah. That releases them into the world again, and that, you know, chaos goes from there. 
also at the same time, I had the idea like, oh, wait, they're being repurposed for military purposes in like Central America. What if we have a story like Predator, where it's a group of soldiers <laughs> going up against the, the commando elite in the jungle? <laughs> That'd be cool. So, those are my two ideas, and we can take from that what we want. I like this collector idea, because you could also have the collector going after the Gorgonites. Yes, that's right. Bring them back. Yeah, that's right. So, I think that's a good like framing device, like this collector hunting down these toys and starting everything off. Mm-hmm. And we can still have the Gorgonites out there in the wild in, uh, in Yosemite National Park. And he finds out like, oh, that's where they were sent, like the only Gorgonites in history. I don't know why they never made other Gorgonites. Presumably, in my head, they never made any other <laughs> Gorgonites except for this six. Well, I think they did, but just they never- they never. Maybe they were all destroyed because yeah. they were like, well, we can't use oh these. Oh my god, how dark is that? Like, all these Gorgonites are thrown in the incinerator yeah, like that's in right. Toy Story 3. Imagine if that was the opening. Like, we cut to, oh like, god. 1998. We have a flashback to 1998. And in- instead of, like, the assembly line of all the, s- the soldiers being made- it's the aftermath of the, the incident in 1998, and they're just throwing all of the toys into the incinerator to the same theme music. Mm. <laughs> That's a great opening. Like, they're destroying all the Gorgonites, and then they're all melting down, and they're looking around as they're, like, being melted down. <laughs> That's really dark, but it's such a great image. <laughs> and then, of course, we, like, the, it ends up being, like, the only surviving Gorgonites are the ones who are floating around in a boat in Yosemite National Park. Fighting bears, I'm presuming. Yeah, maybe. Like, saving tourists from bears. I gotta think of them as, like, having, like, a little camp, you know? Yeah, that's right. Around a fire pit or something. They have a little cave. Why would they need a fire? They they don't feel things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They don't eat either, so. No, so they wouldn't need to hunt or anything. No. I imagine, like, they live in a little cave and they go out and they, they, like, ride on, on, like, eagles and stuff. Oh, by the way, with our sequel, let's just agree that we're giving Insaniac next to no screen time because that character was so annoying. Yeah, I'm with you there. (laughs) Okay, good. Would you believe that he was voiced? by Michael McKean no, from really? Better Call Saul. <laughs> so, uh, Chuck, Chuck from Better Call Saul, right. Saul Goodman's brother, was in Saniac. <laughs> I, I can't see that at all. So, this is an interesting piece of trivia. So, the Commando Elite are largely voiced by the cast of The Dirty Dozen, if you remember that movie. So, we've got George Kennedy, Jim Brown, Ernest Borgnine, and Clint Walker voicing uh, four of the Commando Elite, or is that five of them? I can't remember. There's six. Yeah, so there's six. And, of course, Tommy Lee Jones wasn't in The Dirty Dozen. And then another one of the actors they couldn't get, so they replaced him with Bruce Dern. He was Link Static. Mm-hmm. He's Laura Dern's father, believe it or not. And then, of course, the Gorgonites were largely voiced by the members of Spinal Tap, which is why Michael McKean was in there. Right. Also, Christopher Guest and Harry Shearer were in there. And we also had Frank Langella, who was voicing Archer. And there was somebody else. Oh, Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings, the voice of Tigger himself. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a well-known voice actor, Jim Cummings. I, Winnie the Pooh is the first thing that's yeah. coming to my mind. Who did he he was uh, Ocular, so he just went... <laughs> that was ocular it. didn't say anything. Exactly. Why he just, you waste he just made the eye noise. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, they get Frank Welker in all the time just to do random noises. Mm-hmm. He was a boo in uh, Aladdin and uh, the monkey in Indiana Jones, and all he did was just go... <laughs> And that was it. So, Jim Cummings is just doing the same thing here. It's a payday. Probably made a Fair. healthy uh, paycheck from it. Good for him. So, it's it's crazy, like, the voice actors that they get in. And like I said, they got Christina Ritchie and Sarah Michelle Gellar, like, teen icons to voice Barbie. Yeah. Or Gwendy in this circumstance. So, it's really weird, the, the decisions that Joe Dante made. He originally wanted the cast of Predator to do the Commando Elite. So, he wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger to voice Major Chip Hazard. And he wanted all the other actors. That would have been cool. Yeah, but they, I think they all turned it down. So, he was oh, just like, what's I, the next best thing? Dirty Dozen. Yeah, but I, I love Tommy Lee Jones's. Absolutely. As he, chewed, he, like, stole the show. Absolutely. All right, we should really get into our plot. We're just right. getting too excited talking about the movie Yes, here. let's talk about it. I like this collector idea. I think another thing you could do is have, like, a, you know, a rival toy brand, but, like, a toy company remaking these toys after the fact. But I think, why would it take so long for them to go in yeah. this direction? So, a nerdy toy collector. Who do we want to cast in this, by the way? I was thinking maybe the guy who was uh, either Jasper or Horace. I think it was Horace from uh, <laughs> Cruella. Uh, from Rich Cruella. The guy from- uh, the one oh, that we covered on our show. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which was- uh, I know who you're talking about. The guy who was in I, Tonya? Yeah, that's right. Him. What's oh. his name? He can do everything. Can so, you look yeah. him up? Just look up the cast of Cruella and you can tell me his name. So, that's who I was thinking for um, that character. Now, I was thinking as well, we got to work Bob Odenkirk into the movie. And you're thinking, why would we work Bob Odenkirk in the movie? Well, the thing is, David Cross was in the original movie. And then David Cross was most famous for being on Mr. Show. Yes. 
which uh, he starred alongside with Bob Odenkirk. So, I was like, why isn't Bob Odenkirk in this movie? He's really famous now, probably more famous than David Cross at the moment. So, we've got to fit Bob Odenkirk in here and somewhere. And it fits the Saturday Night Live feel of those two actors as well. So, so yeah. big Saturday Night Live people. Uh, by the way- Well, they were involved. They weren't Saturday Night Live. They were from Mr. Show, not Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But they might have been on Saturday Night Live as guests. But yeah, they're not part of the cast. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, this actor, by the way, is Paul Walter Hauser. I think that sounds right. So, he's our nerd. Yeah, that's right. He's the collector. So, he wants to hunt down this, like, this unobtainable. So, he's really into, like, collecting rare toys that- uh, And then, you know, the the small soldiers, the commando elite, are, like, the toy line that he never got. Like, he was mm. just like, oh, these aren't going to be popular. But then, because of this massive incident and it made the news, he was just like, shit, I wish I got them. And then- He's suddenly, you know, he's found a guy on, you know, on the dark web who, like, he-, he Sells them. He, he got, like, he snuffled away six when they were recalling them. It's like, hey, this might be valuable one yeah. day. But then he, you know, could never sell them. And then finally, our, our nerd character, we should give him a name. Jeez. Uh, Let's just call him Max. Max. Max the nerd. Yeah. Max the toy collector. It's it's Tommy. It's the kid grown up. So, he has like a, a full-size Han Solo in Carbonite in his bedroom. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. And then just like all of the original Kenner Star Wars uh, mini figurines. <laughs> and, you know, he's got every every toy that you can imagine. He's just got like rooms and rooms with just toys filling up shelves. He's even got like a collection of like uh, Mogwais there as well because, of you know, course you Joe Dante. You gotta have that in there, Gizmo, right? Um, so he's just a, like a general obsessive collective person. Yeah, that's right. Cool, that's cool. I and like then after that. our opening sequence, where all the uh, Gorgonites are being destroyed in the incinerator, we cut to this guy like meeting up with this mm. uh, this guy who snaffled away six Commando Elite, and he's just saying, you know, oh, can you believe that these things destroyed like an entire neighborhood back in the nineties? And you know, <laughs> they covered it up. It's the government. Yeah, they conspiracy. covered it up. These things officially never released, but you know they marketed the hell out of it. Well, they would say that they never, you know, they never released the toys. They don't exist anymore. That would yeah. be what was going on out there. So, but he's just like, you know, I used to work in a toy store. I used to work in a Toys R Us back in the nineties, and then. You know, once these things were recalled, I'm like, these might be valuable someday. I'll put them away. And it wasn't until you emailed me yesterday that I was like, oh, finally, I can get these things off my hands. <laughs> what kind of batteries do they take? Oh, they don't even need batteries. Don't worry about that. And so, he's, yeah, he's in the car. He's driving home with these toys, takes them back in. So, here's an angle that I want to explore right now. So, you said that the, the, the Commando Elite were going to have to team up with the Gorgonites to uh- fight a greater threat. What would that greater threat potentially be? I, I'm not too sure. It can really be anything. I like the idea of it being another toy line. What if it's the military version of the Commando Elite? So, they've upgraded and uh, redesigned the Commando Elite throughout the years to, uh-huh. to use in combat. And so, we have these sort of like really high-tech, really well-armed little uh, AI soldiers, robots, that somehow escape from uh, like the military and then end up you know, in a kid's bedroom somehow. <laughs> That's a bit too extreme. Like, I don't know how we'd no. work that. It's got to be something, like, cool. So, we've got we've got these commandos who are, like, military guys. We've got the Gorgonites who are aliens or monsters. Yeah. And then what would the third one be? What's what's something cool kids like? <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, thinking a, a new line of toys, but why would they make the same mistake Superhero again? Superhero toys. Let's do some commentary here. Okay. So, why is there, like, suddenly a new dangerous group of toys being released? Did, they, did the same guy- did Larry Benson, like, get another job and he, he got hired by Marvel or something to yeah. make, like, a new Tolk toy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? They found the plans. They found the original blueprints for them all and they're like, oh, let's make them. Let's get munitions chips, mm. put them in the toys again. Yeah. That seems like a stretch to me, but uh, why not? Let's let's just do it. So, cool. what's, what's the circumstance here? Circumstance for them b- building the toys? Are we going to get Jay Moore back as an actor to be Larry again? <laughs> Which one was Larry? Larry was the one who wasn't David Cross. Ah, oh, right, 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 right. I, w- I want David Cross back as well. Yeah, yeah, we can bring them all back yeah, if we want. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. What, okay, let's, we've got to have them together. All right, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. T- they've been like, they work in a basement somewhere. <laughs> or maybe they're doing really well for themselves. That'd be nice to see. Like, they're very successful. They have, like, business. Why would they be? Where's the comedy in that? Oh, I don't know. Well, they fucked up really bad in the last movie, so they're really successful now in the future. No, that's not comedy, Matty D. They were good characters, though. They were nice guys. Maybe so one of them's the really The comedy good. from the original movie came from them being screw-ups, so they have to still be screw-ups right, in this right. circumstance. So, they're just, like, losers that are down on their luck. Yeah. Okay. They're just filing paperwork for Mattel somewhere. <laughs> they work for Marvel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. They're, so, they're doing uh, the Marvel line of toys. Yes. 
So there's like these new hotshot young toy developers who happen to be down in the basement. And then these two guys are just down there <laughs> filing. They're like, hey, we need you to bring up the pattern for the latest Marvel toy line. Yeah, let me dig that up for you. Yeah. And then meanwhile, these two guys are like discussing like, oh, how are we going to do this new toy line? Like, we can't just do the same thing again. Why not? It's a sequel. No, no, no. These guys. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're saying, oh, we can't just do the same boring, non-talking mm. toys. And then, of course, you know, Larry's like, hey, you know, I actually developed the uh, small soldiers back in the day. Mm. The commando elite and the Gorgonites. And they're like, what are you talking about? They're like, <laughs> yeah, the toys they could think and learn. Yeah. And but, like, oh, really? But maybe if we do it this time, it won't turn out so bad. See, with modern technology and AI, yeah. you could really curb the, the intelligence of the toy and really refine what they're doing. In fact, if we linked it up with ChatGPT, <laughs> you know, oh, no. the, the possibilities could be endless. <laughs> yes. And they're like, that's a great idea. And of course, you know, the machines are going to become self-aware. Like the, the toys, the Marvel toys are going to be self-aware. <laughs> it's going to, Thor's going to be wielding a real hammer. <laughs> yes. Well, they can just be generic superhero toys, you know, and they can All fly. Right, so, they well, don't have to be like, oh, well, are we going to have to come up with six superheroes? I don't think we do. People like people can use their imagination, or oh, unless you want to. Well, okay. Uh, well, I think it'd take too much time to sit down and think <laughs> up six superheroes, and we're already forty-five minutes into the episode. But they're really cool and different and unique, yeah. much like the Gorgonites and Commandos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there's like a Superman one, there's a yep. Batman one, there's a Wonder Woman one, Green Lantern one. <laughs> yeah. Take your pick. There's a little Spider-Man one in there as well who can actually shoot web. <laughs> it's great. And so yeah, they they get the idea from these two bumbling idiots. Yep. To put like munitions chips in and uh, <laughs> tie it up with chat GPT so they can learn. And that, of course, is going to be a bad idea. So, those are going to hit the shelves any month now. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we've got our collector who's collected the Commando Elite. Mm-hmm. He set them up in his, in his room and he's trying to hunt down the Gorgonites. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, who's he going to go to to find out where the Gorgonites came from? He's like, I've got to find somebody who was involved in that original incident. They've all, you know, relocated and, and disappeared and their names were never released in the newspaper. But somehow, using like a, a journalist connection, he manages to track down Christy Fimple, who was Kirsten Dunn's character mm. from the first movie. Yeah, you know, she's a middle-aged woman now. Like big to imagine- name as well. Yeah, she's a big name. She's probably out of the, all the actors in the movie. She's probably like the, the most relevant today. Yes. If you don't count like David Cross or Michael McKean. Yeah. So, yeah, he hunts her down and asks her, like, oh, what was the deal with the Gorgonites? And she's just like, oh, you know, that, that stupid loser, Alan Abernathy, you know, <laughs> he sent them out in his father's boat on a lake in uh, <laughs> Yosemite National Park. We dated for, like, two weeks, but it turns out he was just a weirdo. I like to imagine the dad doesn't realize the boat is gone from his shop or yeah. finds that out. He's like, well, he loses his shit about it. Yeah. I can't trust you with anything. How does that? That boat's a toy. How does it float? I like to imagine, like, the our Max, our, our toy collector, he just goes to... Uh, remember how low it was to the water as well? It looked like the water was going to pour in the sides any minute now. Like, he goes to Yosemite National Park. He's hunting around the lake line. He just finds the boat, like, <laughs> sunk and, like, embedded in a bank somewhere. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, no, they're probably at the bottom of the lake somewhere. Why did they think this is a good idea? But then, of course, like, he's attacked by a bear and, like, the Gorgonites swing in and save him. Can you yeah. imagine that? Oh, that'd be great. Let's say that that happens. Yes. So, they've made, like, little makeshift weapons out of, like, trash mm-hmm. around Yosemite National Park. And, you know, he's, he's attacked by a bear like I was in National- almost in Yosemite. And, yeah, the Gorgonites come out and save him. And he's just like, oh, wow, what a coincidence. I just happened to be looking for these, these guys. You guys, uh, you know, I want you to come back and be a part of my collection. Oh, us Gorgonites are free now. Archer, he approaches yes. him and says, we're free now. We, we, you know, we don't want to be battling anymore. And I've got the Commando Elite back there. The Commando Elite. <laughs> or the nerd says, Max says, oh, I actually know where the real Gorgon is. Eh? He goes, oh, well, we're in the real Gorgon. What are you talking about? He's like, well, this-, this- Alan, now shut up. Keeper of Encarta <laughs> would not lie to us. Keeper of Encarta. Talk about a dated reference. Jeez. Can you imagine that? There was a once upon Love a time, it. folks, where you would get Wikipedia on a CD. <laughs> it was called in Microsoft Encarta. And if it wasn't on that, it didn't exist. If it wasn't on that, you couldn't finish your school project. Yeah, you were screwed. If it wasn't there, you were done. Pre-internet. Like, well, I, I got to make something up for this assignment. Yeah. <laughs> this homework. So, Alan in the original movie was sitting down doing his homework via Encarta. I love that so much. <laughs> but what's funny is if you've actually used Encarta, you know that like each topic has like a paragraph dedicated to it. So, if you have to do like a huge report on like ancient China... Good luck, because all you're going to get is a paragraph. <laughs> Ancient China is a place that will happen. <laughs> like, that's the Great Wall of China was, was built there. <laughs> Great. 
Oh, simpler times. So I had encyclopedias, so I could just like pull out an encyclopedia and oh, look up what really I really old school. Yeah, what I needed to know. And then my parents threw out all of the encyclopedias because oh, no. they were like, "Well, we've got Encarta now. We don't need an encyclopedia." Because that's how they used to market Encarta back in the day. Yeah, was just like throw out your encyclopedias because it's all on this one disc <laughs> where you can get a paragraph on the Great Wall of China. Yes, Chinese music. You can listen to a little clip. <laughs> I used to love that. They're like music from around the world. Yeah. Like they'd give you a sample of like Japanese no theater and, and, and Chinese opera as well. And I used to just sit there like dancing around the little <laughs> clips of music they'd give you. Yes. Anyway, back to small soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you reckon, well, I like the idea of them like finding out that the commando elite exist again. And they're like, well, shit, you're going to be in trouble when you get home. Who who like, who's going to be in trouble when they get home? The toy collector, like oh, the, okay. the Gorgons, are like, well, if you've got the Commando Elite, that means they're already going to be plotting against you. Yeah. when you get home, mm-hmm. if you've got kids in your neighborhood, they're going to be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to come with you. Or as an alternative, you could be like, well, this isn't Gorgon. I know where the real Gorgon is. It's around at my house, <laughs> which seems like a shitty thing to stupid. do. Well, I like the idea of the Gorgonites like doing like a, working towards a good cause rather okay. than being tricked. So, they go there to stop the commando elite? Yeah. Okay. Well, and, you know, Max is just keen to take them there because he's just like, well, shit, they're going to be a part of my collection. I'm going to have the full set. I'm going to have all of the commando elite and the Gorgonites. Or, here's an idea. The commando elite break out of the toy collector's, you know, place. Yeah, absolutely. While he's away, but they break out. They find the Gorgonites and the toy collector- What if he has the new Marvel toys? <laughs> the superhero go. toys. Yes. And they reprogram them yes. for evil. Oh, it's coming together. Yeah, the, the commandos reprogram them. Yeah, like they did with the Gwendy dolls. Yes. Boom. <laughs> Done. That's a great idea. And then so- they go rogue and then the Commando Elite have to work with the Gorgonites and now we got like- Yes. Yeah, that's it exactly. And then there you go. Chip Hazard gets to be a goodie. Yes. <laughs> and young Kieran, he's like, he can, he can die happy. Yes. Major Chip Hazard and uh, Archer are going to shake little robot hands <laughs> and team up. So, we got to get there first. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Meanwhile, back at Max's house, the Commando Elite like punch out their way out of the boxes, mm. in, you know, in everyone's favourite scene in the movie. And they realise like, oh- We're in some sort of, like, wax museum for weirdos because they're looking around at all the figurines and he's probably got, like, little tools to maintain the the figurines and all the little robotics as well. So, he's got, like, screwdrivers. I'm just thinking of the guy of Toy Story 2. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Whatever that- Al. Al from Al's Toy Bar. yeah. Voiced by Newman from Seinfeld. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm imagining his house, too, but, like, with way more toys. Like, I'm Mm. thinking, like, heaps of toys. Yeah. He's got, like, uh, spaceships hanging from the ceiling, a little- uh, Little rods. You know what I'm talking about. He's got like a little train set running around. Yeah. Yeah. So he got these brand new toys, these brand new superhero toys that have the power of ChatGPT enabled in them. I just had a crazy idea as well. Like, what if we opened up ChatGPT and asked us and asked it to write a small soldier sequel (laughs) and see what it comes up with? (laughs) That could be fun. We'll do that as like a little bookend to this episode. Yes. Yeah. So the the Commando Elite, they all punch out. By the way, we haven't even said what the Commando Elite's names are, all the Gorgonites' names are. Should we just say that for the record, even though we're at almost an hour into the episode? Sure. So, surprisingly, Matty D and I were at a bar and he was able to rattle off all of the characters' mm. names off the top of his head <laughs> after, like, I don't know, almost 20 years. Yes. I want to see if you can still do it. So, on the Commando Elite side, we've got Major Chip Hazard. Yep. We've got Link Static. We've got uh, Brick Bazooka. We've got Nick Nitro. Uh, we've Butch, got Meat, Butch Hook. Meat Hook. And we've got Kip Killigan. And on the Gorgonite side, we've got uh, Archer. Archer. Emissary of the Gorgonites. Emissary of the Gorgonites. I actually had an archer doll that spoke as well. Like, really? Defend Gorgonite Castle. Ah! Warning, there will be no mercy. <laughs> so, we've got Archer, who's the leader. We've got Insaniac. Uh, we've got uh, Slam Fist, is his name, I think. Yep. The guy with the boulder. Um, we've got Punch It and Scratch It. We've got Ocular and my favorite, Frankenstein, or bef- what he was Troglacan. before. Troglacan. Troglacan. Before go. he got disassembled and pulled apart. And reassembled. And reassembled. Yeah. There you go. You can still do it. And he did that off the top of his head, by the way. He has no notes. This is just burned into Matty D's memory. Like, the only ones I could remember was Archer, Major Chip Hazard, and Butch Meathook. Mm. And I could never remember which one Butch Meathook was. I'm like, was Butch Meathook the blonde one with the big teeth? He was the sniper. My favourite was Kip Killigan in the Commandos. Kip Killigan, yeah. The knife guy. Yeah. Was Kip Killigan the one with the cigar? Yes. Yeah, I liked him too. He was cool. Yeah, he was like the best designed one of the Commandos, if, if you ask me. But anyway, back to our movie. 
So yeah, like I said, they they've uh, come across the the Commando Elite have come across these uh, Marvel toys. They obviously like, well, we can work with these guys. These will be a, like a, a great new army for us. You know, we're going to have superheroes on our side. <laughs> we'll we'll never have the the Gorgonites defeat us if we're using monsters to fight monsters. So yeah, they reprogram using like <laughs> they use a lava lamp to reprogram <laughs> it works. these toys. Do you remember in the original movie they literally had like they took the the chip out of uh, Nick Nitro Nick Nitro's head, stuck it to like a weird like laser light, yeah, and then used that to zap the Gwendy dolls, and then somehow the Gwendy dolls came to life. I know that they put like chips in their chest, yeah. But it didn't make much sense, like, how the robotics work, because Barbie dolls are Barbie dolls. They don't have robotics in them. No, but, like, it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. Like, it's better if you don't think about it. That's the thing. I remember sitting there when I watched that again, I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And then I was like, but who cares? Like- Do you remember what they were playing during that scene as well? Was it war? What is it good for? No, no that, that was a different later. scene. No. It was uh, Gary Glitter. Rock and roll part two. Ah, oh, there you go. There you go. Fresh from the Joker. Also, this movie threw some shade at the Spice Girls. Yeah, it certainly did. <laughs> I can't believe they got it. It was nineteen ninety eight. So of course it was still topical back then. But yeah, the thing is by that point everyone hated the Spice Girls, maybe oh, D. So it was popular. They were a punchline at that point. So they, and they actually used that song, if you remember, with uh, they mentioned in the movie they used it against Noriega. Mm. They actually used that for like uh what is it, something warfare. Uh so to like to flush them out, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Right? So like, they would just go to people. Nor- they went to Noriega's compound. Psychological warfare. Psychological warfare. That was what I was looking for. They surrounded his house with uh, speakers. His compound yeah. with speakers, and then just blast that one Spice Girl song, "Wannabe," for days, and it just drove everybody inside <laughs> nuts. And so that's what they were referencing in this. I can't believe they got the rights to that music just to make fun of it. Yeah, like I said, they were a punchline at that point. So yeah. Spice World had already come out. I think it came out the same year, to be perfectly honest. So, they were just happy to get a paycheck. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, uh, the superhero toys get brought to life. Yep. They're working together initially. But then the superhero toys go, you know what? We're going to do our own thing now. Yes. We're like, we don't need you. Yeah. You guys are obsolete. Look at how like opposable our limbs are versus mm. yours. You don't, your elbows don't even bend. I like the idea that maybe the like maybe they have a moral difference. So we get to see that the commando elite, despite oh, yeah. being bad guys, they kind of have a moral code. It's just was just very kind of corrupted in the previous movie, and so they decide for the greater good they need to stop these superhero toys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so of course, like they probably go to war against the superheroes, right? So the commandos they're like getting uh, household objects, turning them into like machines of war. Going up against the superheroes. For some reason, I'm imagining that superheroes have, like, laser eyes and yes, super strength. Yes, <laughs> Like, this was all built into the toy Absolutely. for some reason. Well, it's all part of their code, right? Yeah. And so, they're having a hard time against them. And then, of course, Max comes home with, like, an armful of Gorgonites. And he's just like, what's going on here? Things are blowing up. <laughs> Spice Girls is blaring in the background. What would it be these days? It'd be, like, Billie Eilish, like, bad guy or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Yeah. Sam Smith. <laughs> Soldier Boy, just on repeat. (laughs) Soldier Boy. (laughs) Yeah. They actually did that to me at university as a hazing thing. This show. (laughs) They put, uh, yeah, this podcast, just blasting this one episode over and over again. What did they do at your- So, they put us in a room, all the first years in our dorm, in Uh a room, and they played uh, Soldier Boy, uh, Crank It, Crank That Soldier Boy. Right. For 12 hours. Oh, Jesus. So, from 6pm to 6am, they forced us to listen to Soldier Boy Crank It on loop. (laughs) I guess not realizing- your hazing? Yes, this is part of our hazing. Guess not realizing that it's psychological warfare and it, it is technically a war crime <laughs> that they were subjecting us to. Oh, God, those are crazy. To days. this day, I cannot listen to Soldier Boy crank it without, like, my eye twitching. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so Max comes home. There's chaos in his house. There's, like, little helicopters flying around mm-hmm. and little superhero toys, like little Spider-Man superhero toys swinging around, shooting web at the Commando Elite. Brick bazooka's there trying to cope. Poor Brick. He's got a little pet dog as well that's just cowering under a table. <laughs> yes. Because he'd have a little small dog, this guy. Yeah, that's right. Like a little pug, yes. I'm imagining. Yes. It's terrified. Yes. Uh, and They so- chase it around with a flamethrower. <laughs> so, so this all take- this all goes crazy and- He's come back and he's like, what's going on? And Archer's just like, see, this is why you need us. And they, of course, swing into action because it took them the whole movie in the first movie to work out that they can actually fight back against the Commando Elite. Mm-hmm. So, the, the Gorgonites now- they're smart. They've learned. They're like, we know military tactics. We've been saving people from bears for years. And you get the best of both worlds because the Gorgonites, you know, are good at hiding and good at other stuff. And the yeah, they're like, I like to imagine they're like Vietnamese guerrilla soldiers. 
Yeah. So they like make little traps. Yes. Like they dig a little hole and put pencils in the bottom and like smear feces on them so they get a disease. <laughs> I'm just getting excited over the fact that Chip has it and Arch will be working together. And I, yeah. like, I like this idea of having this leadership kind of a dual leadership where they would. Well, like- at first they're going to be at odds. They're like, oh, you guys have come here yes. too. But then, of course, the Gorgonites are like, well, these superhero toys are a, a bigger threat than uh, you guys. Mm hmm. And so yeah, they shake hands. They have like a little. They shake. Hands. They have a little like war room meeting. It's like a parody of uh, Doctor Strange Love. Yes. So they're like sitting below like a uh, a fluorescent light at a at a round table. <laughs> so uh, for some reason, Max just has like a little replica of the war room from uh, Doctor mm. Strange Love to pose his like army action figures in. Yeah. Should should the uh, should the all the toys go back to Kevin? Bring him back into the fold. Be good to see him back as a. Who's as Kevin? Guy. Isn't Kevin the main kid? Oh, Kevin, now shut up. Yeah. No, it's Alan. Oh, Come Alan. on, man. Alan, sorry. How could of you course. forget that? You just- I can remember all the toys, but not you the main character. You can remember all the Commando Elite, but not the main character, because he was forgettable 90s child actor. <laughs> yes. Swap him out with the kid from Hocus Pocus. He's yes. the same guy. Yes. Swap him out from with Alan from uh, Jumanji. It's mm-hmm. the same kid. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Uh, He's even got the same name and they filmed in the same location. <laughs> Did you notice that? Oh, wow. Well, I, I just, was just I just like, that's was... the town from Jumanji. <laughs> I just figured it was like a classic 90s town. Well, it's a backlot. Mm. It's like a Hollywood studio backlot. It's cool. probably even the same set from Back to the Future, if I'm perfectly honest. Looks like it. But yeah, it uh, it was definitely the same town from Jumanji. <laughs> I recognized it <laughs> straight <yeah>. away. <laughs> cool. So- Chaos is happening in Max's place. Um, the toys, the bad toys go and say we're, we're the superhero here. toys. Superhero yeah. toys. They leave. They're going to go cause havoc outside in the world. Stakes yeah. So there's a little battle where the Commando Elite and the Gorgonites team up for the first time. Mm-hmm. They're able to like hold off against the mm-hmm. superhero toys. But then the superhero toys are like, we've got to leave and regroup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are we going to just copy the first movie and the superheroes are going to go to like a toy store and recruit like an army of uh, superhero toys? Or is that just too on the nose from I, the that first That might be a little bit too on the nose. Yeah. Maybe it's just enough of a danger that these overpowered toys are out in the world. Don't need yeah. a army. I think the thing about the original movie is that the toys weren't really a threat. They were kind of easily dispos- disposable, so you needed yeah. more commandos. But they could hurt you. They could, but like the more commandos- They had little like vehicles with chainsaws attached to them. They had one that was just like cheese graters on either <laughs> side. Can you imagine that driving past you really fast? Jeez. Your shin would be like toast. <laughs> yes. But like there was a scene where uh, where the where one of them was like on a lawnmower, just like chewing them all up. Yeah, like, these guys aren't really a threat. <laughs> Christy was on a lawnmower, just driving over them all. Yeah, that was a great scene. That was great. So yeah, so we've got we've now the superhero toys are regrouping, and we're going to have this war room meeting. Yeah, should be the best scene in the movie. They shake hands. Yeah, yeah. Warm. Well, they've already teamed up at this point. They already fought them off, and the but the superheroes are going to regroup, so they have to come up with a plan. Uh-huh. So they're like, all right, while the superheroes are coming up with the next plan of attack, we've got to come up with our next plan of attack. So we've got to bring in a mastermind technician. We've got to ring up. We've got to look up in Carter. We're going to find the address Carter. of uh, of uh, Alan Abernathy. Mm-hmm. And then bring him in. Poor guy. He's only been directing stuff. The last thing he was in, it was in 2016. He was in like a TV show back in okay. 2016. Good old Gregory Smith, who played Alan in the original movie. Should we bring Tommy back? No, Timmy was his name, not Tommy. Should we bring Timmy back in, the kid from the first movie? Because the last nah. thing he was in was Cheaper by the Dozen 2. <laughs> <Really>? Yes. <laughs> nah. Nah, we who needs need him? him? Unless he's going to be in a closet again, tied up. Yes. <laughs> he's still in the closet. Yeah. He's come out of the closet at this point. He's, he's got a life Great. partner. Cool. So they meet up with uh, with Alan. So Alan comes around with a laptop. Mm-hmm. He's got Encarta installed and he's just like, everything we need is right here. And the like, Couldn't you deploy. just use Wikipedia? And he's like, no, people can edit that information. You can't edit Encarta. It's never wrong. It's a supreme source of information. The Twin Towers still exist in my version of Encarta. Oh, man. Jeez. I've got Microsoft Encarta 1998. <laughs> Which I do actually have a copy of behind you. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere down there. Oh, but cool. anyway, so he's coming in. He's just like, what we got to do is we got to, you know, come up with a defensive line. We've got to dig little pits and put sharpened pencil at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to work to the Gorgonites and the, the Commando Elite's advantage. We've got to do what the superhero toys can't in order to get the advantage up on them. And what is that going to be, Matty D? Guerrilla tactics? Mm. What what what, are the, what can they do that the superior toys can't? Well, we've got to use the Gorgonite strengths combined with the Commando Elite strengths. Well, hiding is the Gorgonite's yes. Thing. I, I think they're like just outsmarting them. They use mouse holes as tunnels. Yes. Like I'm thinking like a full on Vietnam style situation. Oh, but you could do like a lot of cool stuff because you could make like toy traps. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I yeah, like, like I said, pit sharpened pencils at the bottom. <laughs> 
they fall down and get impaled. It's like mousetrap the game. Yeah. They okay. used mousetraps in the original movie, if you remember. No, I meant the like the, the actual- like, Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But instead of like a little uh, net coming yes. down, it's got like spikes on it that impale <laughs> stuff. Like, <laughs> That'd be great. Little razor blades tied to it. Cool. So, we're building to our climax, I'm guessing, at this point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Spectacular. Where was it going to take place? This is just inside the house of the collector, Max's house. Okay. Yes. Because that's going to be their base, and now they have to go to Max's house. Max is like yeah. tied up and like cowering in the corner <laughs> with his dog. He's yes. got his dog on his lap. <laughs> but then we got Alan as sort of like the general mm-hmm. commanding the the all the toys, mm-hmm. the Gorgonites, and the Commando Elite. Oh yeah, I, lo- I like it. I like it. I like it. I want to see a scene where uh, Archer and uh, Chip Hazard are standing in front of a uh, American flag puzzle. Yeah, both, both giving motivational speeches to their referencing armies. Patton again, <laughs> talking over the top of each other and getting angry at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Or Archer just repeats everything Chip Hazard says. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that be so good. So and they're like, oh, okay, we need to follow what uh, what Alan says. So they go they go into the um, Max's house. Big spectacular. Yeah. So the superhero thing. toys they they lead their final assault on the house. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool that the commandos learn something. They're like, oh, okay, we don't need to be so aggressive in our tactics. Yeah. We actually, like we don't need to commit war crimes. Mm, mm, but we can be smarter than this. Yes. We can actually use military tactics rather than uh, force and uh, torture. Uh-huh. And then uh, and then they win. Yeah, they win. So they use like guerrilla tactics, I imagine, like they, they've got traps mm-hmm. and they lure like the leader of the superhero toys, like the Superman <laughs> of the superhero toys. They lead him into like an underground network of tunnels that they've built within the walls and in the basement. That'd be cool. <laughs> and so, and they've got like, they're, they're, it's like Rambo. It's I like was Rambo just thinking, last are you just doing Rambo? <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. And so they've got all these traps set up. And they've got to, like, trap him down there and they've yep. got to get him in a situation. And uh, both uh, Archer and Major Chip Hazard work together to to kill, to cut the head off the <laughs> yes. this superhero toy. <laughs> I like this metaphor that we're, we're creating. Yeah, I know, it's very subtle. <laughs> of the old versus the new. <laughs> so, yep. The th- failed franchise versus the overstate its welcome <laughs> franchise. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to kill off the main- well, There's going to be like a main superhero that's the main bad guy. Well, here's the thing. They tried to Chris do- Chris Pratt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's a great idea. So, they tried to do like an EMP blast again. Mm-hmm. Like they make sure that, you know, the Gorgonites and the Commando Elite are like behind another satellite dish. <laughs> yeah. So, they won't get blasted. But the thing is, Glo- what was the name of the Globotech? What was the name of the military company who developed the chips in the first movie? I don't remember. I think it was Globotech. Was. I think Globotech was the company they worked for. No, no, no. The toy company had a different name, but Globotech was the military company right, okay. that they got the chips from. But yeah, they've actually created adequate shielding for the, the new chips, so they can't. the EMPs don't work on them now. <laughs> right. So they have to come up with a, an alternative. <laughs> I like to imagine they'll lure him into a trap and then like electrocute him somehow. Well, that's the same thing. Okay, not electrocution. They're going to um, melt him in molten metal. Yeah, just set them all on fire. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. They just blast graphic. him. They just blast him and he burns, screaming. <laughs> That's how they killed the Commando Elite in the original movie. The original squadron, if you remember, all get blown up in a fire. You remember they had that little yes! that little Vespa scooter that they somehow managed to, to launch in the air like E.T. <laughs> like the bicycle from E.T. It was flying <laughs> through the air. And the Commando Elite just crashed into a river and blew up. <laughs> yeah. And it was just Chip Hazard who survived. Yeah, he was floating down the river with his Terminator destroyed face. Solid. Set Max's house on fire with the toys yeah. inside. Yeah, it gets blown up. Max yeah. escapes with his dog. That'd be Alan's cool. there watching with a big smile on his face. All of his material possessions are like, you know, melting. All his collection, his whole yeah. collection that he spent his entire life working on and a fortune working he on is all destroyed. sacrifice it for the greater good. Yes. He learns a lesson too. But don't worry, he's got six commando elites and six Gorgonites that he can start his new collection with. <laughs> well, obviously they're going to be free, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they just leave. Yeah, they're like, bye. Well, what about my collection? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I don't think he wants a collection anymore. He- he's like, I hate toys. I'm going to get a real job. Yeah. A girlfriend. He's gonna get a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna start collecting real dolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Becomes like Lars and the real girl. <laughs> oh god. Oh, let's not go there. And Alan's like, well, see you later. See ya. So where, where do they all go? Do they go back to Gorgon? Oh, the commander. The commander elite and uh the Gorgonites. Go they go to back to Yosemite yeah. National Park together. Oh, I like that. And they have like they have a little house there that they build. And, like oh. Major Chip Hazard and, and Archer are like husband and wife. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, we should throw in a romance here, right? Yeah. That's a good opportunity for that. Yeah. Um, you know, Link Static gets with Ocular or something. <laughs> yeah, well, they all get together. They all pair up. They all pair up. Oh, yeah. Well, Which meat hook with Slam Fist. There, there are uh, an even number. I mean, yeah. uh, Punch It and, and 
Scratch it. Scratch it are a, a two act like so. There's there's well they're already committed life partners. So yeah. we're gonna welcome oh, in okay. a third member. So, so there's brick a- bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> Brick bazooka. By the way, one of my favorite gags in that in that original movie, I just wanted to bring this up lest we forget, is that when they go see the Gwendies for the first time, so when the Commando Elite discover the Gwendies and they're looking at them all and like, whoa, hubba hubba, and they're playing like sexy music. Yeah. There's a shot of like each of the Gwendies. So we see like one in a spacesuit. We see one like dressed as uh, Jackie Onassis. We see like another one in like a bikini. And then it just cuts to a shot of a, like a, a, a bed. <laughs> and then Brick Bazooka's like, can I request some uh, leave? <laughs> so- Hello, Dolly. <laughs> mm, sweet stuff. Hover, hover. R&R, sir? Uh, request a three-day pass, sir. Denied. Uh- Thought that was a great joke. <laughs> yes. So I think that's our movie. Yeah, I think we're done, right? Yeah, cool. I actually like this. Yeah, I like I like the partnership of uh, the commandos and and the gorgonites at the end of the movie, working together to fight the superhero. Uh, it warms toys. the cockles of my heart. Yeah, it's what we never got in the original movie, and we get to see Chip Hazard as a good guy. Yeah, you, yeah. You, what I always wanted. Your dream is fulfilled, and they're, all their outfits are slightly different, so they can do a new line of toys. Of course, you're gonna make that money, baby. Yeah, they've got new accessories now, so you can go spend. Uh, Seventy nine ninety five. Good idea. Maybe they. Maybe when they get defeated the first time, they're like, "Okay, well, we need to. We need to plan. We need to work together to be, to defeat these guys." But if we go over here, we find all these accessories, all these like extra add-ons that make ourselves like yeah more powerful. Yeah. Well, like I said, Max is a collector, so he's got all these random toys. So yeah. he, they just put together all the accessories from all the random toys to make them even better. Mm-hmm. Buy the new action figure. Archer gets two crossbows on his arms. Yeah, that <laughs> shoot nails. Yes. Good times. Lovely. Anyway, do you, the dear listener, have any ideas of what you would do in a small soldier sequel? Would you want the Predator-style sequel where it's like a bunch of uh, Central American rebels going up against a team of uh, commando elites? That'd be something. You can let us know in several places. You can find us on our social media pages. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Or you can simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. So many ideas you could mm-hmm. dream up. We were going to do a chat GPT one, weren't we? Oh, yeah, we were too. Let's do that real quick right now. While Kieran is doing that, I also want to throw out, imagine if they did a um, a Gremlins Small Soldiers crossover. Well, they sort of already that did. Sick. I mean, they exist in the same universe. So, for some reason, Alan Abernathy had a, a, he had a lot of uh, piranha sort of figurines around his room, which I, th- I noticed straight away. Yeah. He also had the skull of a mogwai on his <laughs> yes. desk. Like, he had Spike's skull. On his desk, and I was just like, "Why is that there?" So when they're bad, they're mo- no, it, they're mogwais when they're cute. So right? they're mogwais all the time. That's just the name oh, of the gremlins. Okay. So the movie's called Gremlins because you know. Oh, but they're not actually called gremlins. They're not actually called gremlins. They're mogwai. All Ooh. right, you've got it. All right, so I've. Oh, it's, it's coming! It's coming hot and fast. Oh, really? Oh my god! I think they've come up with the same plot. No, uh, no. Oh my god! This podcast could be done by AI. Jeez. Oh my god! I can't believe. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, I just I want ours to be better. That's that's all I want. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. So what I typed in here into ChatGPT was, "Can you write a script that's a sequel to Small Soldiers?" That's the only prompt mm-hmm. that I gave. I didn't give any story ideas whatsoever. So we have title: Small Soldiers Two: Toy Titans Unleashed. That is a cool title. Introduction. Fade in from black, we see a sprawling suburban neighborhood, familiar from the original Small Soldiers movie. The camera pans down to Alan Abernathy's house, where a now adult Alan, played by the original actor Gregory Smith, is living with his wife Sarah, played by a new actress. <laughs> see, even they, they're even broken up in this version. <laughs> I joke that they were broken up in our version. They're even broken up in this version. So who's going to play Sarah? Uh, are we casting Sarah? Yeah, why not? Jeez, mm, I don't know. Modern actress. Has to be age appropriate. So let's say she's in her forties. Who can we put there? Let's just throw in Gillian Jacobs Call from Come Play. <laughs> Why not? That's the first actress I thought of. So she's Sarah and their younger daughter Emma, who's going to be played by the girl who played uh, young Princess Leia from from the Obi Wan Kenobi TV show. Great. Alan is now running a successful toy store, continuing his love for toys. So I, maybe I like he that. took over the the store when his dad died. Yeah, that makes sense. He was he loved you know he looked after the store. He wants to continue that legacy. That's cute. Act one: Introducing Emma. Alan is helping Emma, a tech savvy ten year old, with her science project, a miniature robot. Alan tells her about his own experiences with toys coming to life, leaving out the more dangerous parts of his past. <laughs> Emma is intrigued and wishes her toys could come to life too. Unknown to Alan and Emma, a mysterious scientist named Dr. Eric Von Stern, <laughs> played by Bob Odenkirk, there, we, there go, we go, has discovered the remains of the old Commando Elite toys. 
He revives them using advanced technology and upgrades them with AI enhancements. Oh, Jesus. Making them more intelligent, dangerous, and vengeful. Okay, so flip out obsessive toy fan with scientist, and this is pretty much the same plot. The commando elite. Well, no, the thing is, the the bumbling idiots, good old uh, David Cross Mm -hmm. and Jay Moore from the original movie, were the ones responsible for convincing the young hotshot toy execs to put the chips into these new toys and then enhance them with AI. So that's pretty close. It wasn't Max who was was enhancing the toys with AI. I guess so. So the commando elite, led by their charismatic leader, Major Chip Hazard, now have a singular mission to take revenge on Alan Abernathy for their past defeat. They infiltrate Alan's toy store and secretly replace some of Emma's new robot toys with their own upgraded commando elite soldiers. Emma's robots come to life, but unlike the Gorgonites, they are aggressive and destructive. Emma realizes her mistakes and seeks her father's help. Together, they must figure out how to stop the commando elite and save their town from chaos. Alan and Emma discover that the Gorgonites are still intact and have been living in hiding away from civilization at Yosemite National Park. Archer, the leader of the Gorgonites, and his friends agree to help them fight against the reactivated Commando Elite. A massive showdown takes place between the Commando Elite and the Gorgonites, with Emma's robot creations in the crossfire. The battle rages through the town. Look, they even spill out into the town, (laughs) Matty D style, leading to epic toy versus toy combat scenes. Alan, Emma, Archer, and the Gorgonites devise a plan to outsmart the Commando Elite. They confront Dr. Von Stern and expose his role in reviving the dangerous toys. Together, they work to deactivate the Commando Elite once and for all. With the Commando Elite defeated and Dr. Von Stern arrested, (laughs) peace is restored to the neighborhood. Alan and Emma decide to keep their new friends, the Gorgonites, around, offering them a place in their home. Oh, just like Sonic. Matty D cries. (laughs) The film ends with a heartwarming family moment as Alan, Sarah, Emma, and the Gorgonites sit around a table sharing stories of their adventures. The end. And they've got a little byline here as well. Mm -hmm. Small Soldiers 2, Toy Titans Unleashed, explores the themes of family, friendship, and the power of teamwork, all set against the backdrop of a thrilling and action-packed toy war. It captures the essence of the original while introducing a new generation of characters and toys. You know what that was? Boring. (laughs) Yes, it was. Ours was better. Boring and safe. And the studios will probably pick that piece of shit up, but not our masterpiece. Exactly. Yeah, well, it just goes to show you, ChatGPT can't replace the brilliant mind of Kieran and Matty D. Yep. So, yeah, please let us know your ideas for a Small Soldier sequel. Have you seen the original movie? What are your thoughts on it? Do you think it still holds up? Do you reckon it's a piece of shit? Don't tell us that. We'll get very cross. (laughs) (laughs) We only like opinions that agree with us. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't agree with us, we don't care. (laughs) So, let's wrap it up for another week. But before we do, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Of course, we're returning to the world of actual spoilers, where we're going to look back at a movie that we've covered in the past and see how close we got to predicting the plot of it. And next week, we're returning to the superhero well. There we go. Timely. To the Marvel well, believe it or not. Well, sort of. The Sony Marvel well. Uh Because we're going back to see how well we did predicting the plot of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Really looking forward to watching this movie again. Really? No. Okay. (laughs) I guess we'll discuss it next week. So, please join us next week where we're going to be talking all about how well we did with predicting Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I don't remember anything about the movie or what we said, to be perfectly honest. I don't remember either. I don't. I think we were... Oh, I guess we'll see how close we were. Yeah. So, uh, I remember there was a lot that was happening in that movie. Yeah, I certainly do. There was a woman who screamed. Yes. That was her superpower. Yes. I guess we'll find out next week. Yeah, so please join us for that. And until then... There'll be no mercy. They're ready for war. Small soldiers, big battles. Commando, report. Brett Bazooka, ready to annihilate Gorgonite Sir. Send in the major artillery, the Buzzsaw tank. Special delivery from Slam Fist. Commandos always win. I see it differently. Small soldiers, big battles. You can get a hold of a small soldier. Figures and vehicles sold separately.